Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. I am not discouraged. I am not dismayed. Because I can see the dawning of a brand new day. Well, I can see the dawning of a Brand new day when all my troubles gonna pass away. Hold on a little longer, child. Don't forget to pray. Because I can see the dawning of a brand new day. Well, I can see the dawning of a brand new day when all my troubles gonna pass away. Hold on a little longer, child. Don't forget to pray, because I can see the dawning of a brand new day. Well, the signs of the time point to his coming every day. Well, it can't be very long, and it can't be far away. Oh, when all the saints down here will leave this earthly side, we're going to live forever in the presence of God. Well, I can see the dawning of a brand new day when all my troubles gonna pass away. Hold on a little longer, child. Don't forget to pray. Oh, I can see the dawning of a brand new day. Well, I can see the dawning of a brand new day when all my troubles gonna is coming every day it can be very long and it can't be far away oh when all the saints down here will leave this earthly side we're going to live forever because of god well i can see the dawning of a brand new day when all my troubles gonna pass away hold on a little longer child don't forget to Discouraged. I am not 
God is waiting. Oh, I can see the dawning of a brand new day. Well, I can see the dawning of a brand new day. When all my troubles are gonna, gonna pass away. Now hold on a little longer, child. Don't forget to pray. Jesus is Deuteronomy chapter 2, where we're going to read this morning. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. God has been good to us, hasn't he? I know it's been troubling times, and uh, Randall would be 68 today, and um, makes it hard at times to seem like put one foot in front of the other, but we must go on. We've got to hold on, don't we? We cannot give up now. The end is in sight. We've been traveling this way too many miles to give up now. I believe the end is in sight. So pray for me this morning that the Lord will help us. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1. Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness. So this is Moses talking about the children of Israel. We turned and we took our journey into the wilderness. They went into the wilderness. By the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke unto me. So the Lord told them to go into the wilderness. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. Many days. And the Lord spoke unto me saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. You have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. So I want to talk to us this morning if the Lord would help me. When God says... That's enough. When God says, that's enough. Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. Now, I hadn't planned on saying this this morning. But it, I believe I should this morning. I ran over the Christmas holidays. She was at Sister Dorset's and she was looking through a Bible. And it was Sister Debbie's Bible. And Sister Debbie would, uh, I believe she told me she would check off things or write little notes when someone was preaching verses and she would check those off as the preacher used those verses but then Debbie would circle a verse when it was something that she found out something that touched her heart she would circle a verse so over the holidays Aranda was reading Sister Deb's Bible and she had this verse circled 
And when Aranda told it to me, it just jumped out at me. You have compassed this mountain long enough. You've been going through this battle and this trial, this wilderness long enough. So I want to talk to us this morning about when God says that's enough. Now Mount Seir is a mountain range in the wilderness south of the Dead Sea. And it is south of the promised land. And Moses here, he's he's reminding the children of Israel about their wilderness experience. When they were in this wilderness experience, there was a, a dry place, a barren place. It was one mountain range after the other. This, this sear mountain was not just really one mountain. It was a whole range of mountains. And it was just one hill and one valley after another. It was a wilderness. And in fact, in verse 7, Moses describes it as a great wilderness. Moses said it wasn't just any wilderness, it was a great wilderness. It was a trying time. They had traveled up and down the mountains, up and down the hills, down into the valleys, and they had grown weary. It sure seems like in the time that we live in, and in this church, and in the people of this church, we have been in a wilderness. We have been in a trying time. Have you ever seen a time when so much sorrow has hit us wave after wave after wave? We have been in a great wilderness. Have you felt that? I have felt the dry place. It seems like we have labored on for days and seems like we've gotten nowhere. We've struggled, struggled up the mountain just to get to the top and roll down the other side into another valley. That's what it seems like. A barren, weary, lonely valley seems like what has been awaiting us. Some of you know what I've been talking about. You've been in a trial. You've been in a wilderness. And yet you're here this morning. You're watching on Facebook. Yet you plod on. You're putting one foot in front of the other. Not sure if God is leading you. Not sure where he's leading you. Not even sure if he's talking to you. Not sure if he's seeing you. Not sure if he hears you. But I'm here to tell you this morning that one of these mornings you're going to look up and the sun's going to be coming up. And God's going to say, you have compassed this mountain long enough. God's going to say, one of these mornings, that's enough. That's enough. Maybe it's sickness or death of a loved one. We've seen plenty of that, haven't we? We've seen plenty of sickness, marriage problems, financial problems, family problems. We've been in the wilderness praying for direction. Seeking for understanding, asking questions of God. Why? Longing for an end to this wilderness. Longing for an end to this trouble and this trial. And seems like sometimes the wilderness lasts forever. The night seems long. The darkness is so black. The burden is so heavy. The way is so long. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God sees and He knows exactly where you're at. Verse 7, Moses says, For the Lord thy God, he knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. He says, God knows exactly where you're at in this wilderness. God knows exactly what you're going through. God has seen every tear. He knows about your wilderness. He knows that you are weary. He knows that the mountain that you've been climbing up is steep. And He knows that you've just rolled down to the next valley just to be in a shadow. And I'm here to tell you this morning, there's coming a day when God will say, that's enough. 
That's enough. You've passed the test. You have compassed this mountain long enough. I'm going to bring you out of this valley. I hope that you are quiet this morning. So I hope it's because you're listening and, and not drawn back on me. Because just a few minutes ago we were worshiping with the Lord. And I still hope we can do that. But you see the night has been long. And weeping endures through the night. But the sun's going to come up in the morning. There's a promise that the sun's going to shine again. The morning is coming. You remember Job. He lost everything. In Job chapter 1, Job lost his sheep. He lost his cattle. He lost his home. He lost his family. He lost his wealth in one day. And surely Job must have thought, can it get any worse? And then Job chapter 2 happens. Job chapter 2 comes along. And in Job chapter 2, Job loses his health. Boils come upon him and he sits on the ash heap and he scrapes the boils. And then his mind starts to fail him. And he he says, I wish I'd never even been born. He prays and he said, I would to God that you would grant me death. That's what Job prayed. So his health failed him. His mind, his confidence started to fail. Job, you got to understand, Job did not understand why he was going through this. We, we are allowed to read Job chapter 1 and chapter 2 after the fact. So we know about the interaction between God and Satan. We know about that. But Job didn't get to read the book. He was living the book. So Job didn't know. He had more questions than answers. And then Job's comforters come. And they don't bring much, chap- much comfort at all. Chapter after chapter, accusation after accusation, they declare that it's God's judgment upon Job. But the Bible says in all of this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. And finally, after 42 chapters, 42 chapters, God says, that's enough. Satan, that's enough. Eliphaz, that's enough. Bildad, that's enough. And in verse 10 of 42, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. He turned it around. God said, that's enough. It's going to be a time when I'm going to say, your troubles are over. Your trials are over. You've passed the test. You've come through strong. God's going to say, that's enough. Satan, that's enough. Job passed the test. And he did not charge God foolishly. God turned it around. I'm here to tell you this morning, what you're going through won't last always. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, hardship often prepares ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Hardship often prepares ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Now you remember in 1 Kings chapter 19... Elijah is running for his life from wicked Jezebel. She has promised to kill him. So Elijah runs into the wilderness. And at Beersheba, he even leaves his servant. And verse 4 says, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And he said, It is enough. Elijah said, It is enough, God. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life. 
So Elijah flees into the wilderness and he tells God, that's enough. I can't take it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. Just go ahead and let me die right here in this wilderness. But you see, God hadn't said, that's enough. Elijah said, I can't take it anymore. I can't go one step further. But God had not said that yet. God hadn't said that's enough. Elijah got to the point where he couldn't go any further. He said, I'd be better off if I was dead. But God wakes him up twice. Verse 7, and the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. The journey is too much for you. You cannot do it in your own strength. And I'm here to tell you, you can't do it in your own strength. We cannot make it in our own strength. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. So God tells Elijah plainly, you cannot make it on your own. You do not have enough strength to make it up the next mountain. You do not have enough strength to last tomorrow. But I haven't said it's enough yet. I'm going to give you strength out of this one meal for 40 more days. 40 more days. I'm going to give you strength to go up to Mount Horeb. So even when the wilderness experience overwhelms us, And we would rather die than to think about what might happen tomorrow. When we think it's enough. God, it's enough. I can't take anymore. I can't go any further. My strength is exhausted. I can't climb the next mountain. I can't go through the next valley. But you see what happened to Elijah. When he went those 40 days and those 40 nights. You know where he ended up? In Horeb, the mount of God. And he ends up. From the wilderness to a deep, dark cave. On Mount Horeb, he goes to a cave. He's alone. And God had given him the strength for 40 days to get there. When he said, I can't do it on my own. I can't take another step. God gave him the strength to go. And he goes up on Mount Horeb and he finds himself in a cave. And he tells God, I'm all alone. There's nobody to help me. There's nobody around me. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody has suffered the loss that I have suffered. And I know some of you have said those very words. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows this wilderness that I'm in. Elijah says, my life's not worth a plugged nickel. My life's not worth nothing. But in verse 12... God comes to Elijah in a still, small voice. He comes to Elijah in that dark cave. He comes to Elijah when Elijah didn't have enough strength to go on. He comes to Elijah in that still, small voice and in that midst of that trial. And God says, that's enough. God whispers to Elijah and says, you've come past this mountain long enough. Your trial is over. That's enough. It might be not in the thunder. It might not be in the wind. It might not be an earthquake that comes to your rescue. But God said, I'll whisper to you in your time of distress, in your wilderness, I'll give you the strength. And when it's over, I'll whisper to you. That's enough. 
that's enough. It's over. You've compassed this mountain long enough. You've been traveling hard enough. You've been laboring hard enough. It's over. The wilderness is over. And in verse 15, the Lord said unto him, Go! Go! Get off of this mountain. Get out of this cave. Go! So Elijah goes. I think for somebody this morning, it's time for you to leave the wilderness. It's time for you to leave the gloom of the cave. You've climbed the mountain long enough. Now go. Leave the wilderness behind you. Leave the sorrow behind you. I know it's going to be dark days ahead. But go on. Hold on. Hold on. Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 2. And he said, talking about the Lord spoke to him and said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains that I will tell thee of. Verse 9, And they came to the place where God had told him of. This was Abraham and Isaac. He left his home, brought all the wood, everything, his servants, and then he left the servants. And him and his son go further up the mountain. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. And he laid the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son. And he laid him upon the altar of wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now Abraham was obeying God. And yet he finds himself on a mountain. Building an altar. Binding his own son. Wrapping the cord around his own son's legs. And his own son's feet. The son that he loved. The promised son. And yet he's right in the very center of God's will. And the son that he, the light of his old age, the son that he loved, the promised son. I cannot imagine the pain and the stress that is in the heart of Abraham as he looks at his son and he says, Son, come here. Let me tie you up. The promised son. And yet he binds him. And Abraham takes Isaac. And he lays him down. And I don't know, maybe the fear or terror that was on Isaac's face. Because when Isaac said, where's the offering? Abraham said, God God will provide, but, but now I'm tied up. And I'm laid on the altar myself. This doesn't look like this is going to turn out well for me. And I can't imagine the pain in Abraham's heart as he pulled that knife out of that sheath. He said, God, I'm doing what you told me to do. Am I really going to have to slay my son? Is this what you told me to do? You told me you would provide a lamb, but yet I'm pulling the knife out of my own sheath and I'm looking into the eyes of my own child and I'm pouring tears down and he's scared to death. I cannot imagine what Some of you in this church have gone through in the last three weeks. But God came to that situation. Verse 11. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. God said, that's enough. 
That's enough. Abraham, you passed the test. The trial is over. For now I know that thou fearest God. I have a ram caught in the thicket just for you. I've been planning it all along. But I had to see your submission. I had to see your tears. I had to see your willingness. And it was the trial of his life. But God said, that's enough. You passed the test. You passed the test. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. The God who provides. So I'm telling you this morning that God will provide the strength to climb that next mountain. He will provide the manna to endure that wilderness. Till the time that he says that's enough. He'll give you the strength to bear it. Have you found yourself reaching that breaking point? You feel like you can't handle it anymore. And then what happens? Something else goes wrong. Somebody else gets cancer. Somebody else dies. Somebody else loses out with God. Maybe you've faced the toughest situations in your life in 2020. Or maybe there's somebody that I'm talking to this morning. You faced the toughest situation in your life in 2021. But I'm here to tell you, hold on. One of these days, the sun's going to come up in the morning. One of these days, God's going to say, that's enough. Satan, that's enough. The enemies, that's enough. This trial is over. The sun's going to come up in the morning. You have come past this mountain long enough. Victory's on the way. This trial is over. You've come past this mountain long enough. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble. Of our trouble which came to us in Asia. That we were pressed out of measure. Above strength. What we were going through was so hard. It was like we were in a vice press. We were pressed to the limit and yet there was another crank to the wheel. And he said it's above our strength. We had no more strength to go on. Above our strength. Insomuch that we despaired even of life. Not only was our physical body in such distress, but our emotional body was in despair. We were weighted down beyond natural strength. We couldn't handle it anymore. We didn't know whether we were going to live or whether we were going to die. We did not see any possibility or probability that we were going to come out of this thing. Paul says... It's humanly impossible for us to go any further. In our own strength, it's gone. And yet the weight got heavier. We were pressed out of measure, above our strength. All hope that we should be saved was gone. And then he says, then we even doubted in our own selves. We despaired as to whether we'd even live or die. In verse 6, we had the sins of death. In ourselves, we had the sins in our death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, 
the tribulation was so violent and overwhelming that he had no hope of escape. We had no hope in ourselves, he said. We were in despair. Paul was in a hopeless situation here. Scholars don't even know exactly which situation he was talking about. Maybe this was one of his stonings that he survived. And he said, I can't go any further. In my own strength, it's done. I can't go any further. I don't know how many times in the last three weeks I've told God I can't do it. Can't do it. In my own strength, I can't do it. All human resources and strength had been depleted here. He had followed God's calling straight into a place of despair. He was in it, but he didn't have anything to do with it. God had led him there. But I like the last part of verse 9. But in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver... Paul said that we were at our wits end. There was no hope. We didn't know whether we were going to live or die tomorrow. The sickness was so great. The death was overwhelming us. We didn't know what was going to happen on the morrow. But the God who delivered us that time and the God who does deliver. The God who does deliver. Paul was talking about, I've been through it. And I can tell you, we came through it. At some point, God said, that's enough. And we were delivered. But he didn't stop there. And he says, he's still the God that doth deliver. He is still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And at some point, God's going to say, that's enough. That's enough. Your trial is over. Your cancer is gone. The sorrow is left behind you. That's enough. Paul said, you did it for me. And I know you can do it for others in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. He said, somewhere down the road, I'm going to be in the same situation and I'm going to have to have God's. I, I can't do it. It's enough. I can't do it. I've gone as far as I can go. I can't do it in my own strength. And God's going to step in the situation and say, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I'm talking this morning about when God says, that's enough. You've come past this mountain long enough because of your faithfulness through that trial, through that wilderness experience. I believe that the day of deliverance is on the horizon. Turn north to the promised land. I know there are so many that are hurting, deeply broken, wounded. The loss has been so great. You feel that you can't hardly make it. I know. When your heart is overwhelmed, that it feels like it's going to break. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know if you can get out of bed in the morning. Now, I know all of us don't feel that way. I understand that. But I believe there's somebody under the sound of my voice. You didn't know how you was going to make it tomorrow. You didn't know how the morning was going to look. And you have, you've cried. At some point, God's going to say, you've cried enough. 
You've been broken enough. You've waited long enough. You've suffered enough. The night has been long enough. The wilderness has been dry enough. Look up. Lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. We've talked about it this morning. When the world is perplexed and where there's wars and rumors of wars, he said, look up, lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. And by the grace of God, we're going to walk out of this valley. We're going to lift our hands. And by the grace of God, we're not going to let old Satan get us down. Because at some point, God's going to say, that's enough, Satan. That's enough, Eliphaz. That's enough. You've done enough. Your trial has been long enough. You have passed the test. You've come past this mountain long enough. Let's stand. God, Heavenly Father, I know that some of your children have been through so much. Our hearts have been so heavy. Seemed like we could barely even breathe from one minute to the next. Will you please grant deliverance like the Apostle Paul said? We can but trust you. Our strength is gone. Our hope is gone. In ourselves it's gone. God, I ask you to whisper this morning. Whisper in someone's ear. That's enough. You've come past this mountain long enough. Your deliverance is on the way. Whisper some assurance to somebody this morning that you will deliver them. That there is coming a morning sunrise, one of these a days. Assure them that this too shall pass. Over and over in ourselves, we have said that's enough. We can't go any further. And yet by your strength, God, we have endured to this very moment. God, will you right now, by your divine healing, tell somebody that's enough. By your divine deliverance, say, that's enough. Let that still, small voice of the Holy Comforter tell somebody the torture of your mind is over. I've come to your rescue. That's enough. God, we know your compassions fail not. Will you have compassion upon your children this morning? For somebody who's downhearted, somebody who is feeling the weight of the world, the weight of the loss, the weight of the sorrow, the weight of children gone astray, the, the weight of finances, God, will you lift it this morning by your spirit? Tell somebody, that's enough. I've told Satan that's enough. It's enough for this trial. It's enough for this mountain. It's enough for this valley. Come and pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you. Come this morning. Come this morning. I know this wasn't for everybody. But at some point, when the Lord let down the hedge on we need God to say to our troubles and trials, that's enough. It's enough. Job didn't sit there crying. You've come past this mountain long enough. Praise God with a whole lot more. Well, I'm going to walk right out of this valley in my hands and praise the Lord. Ain't it going to let old Satan get me down, down, down? Why should I sit here till I die? Heaven will wait just a little bit higher. I'm going to walk out of this valley with my Lord. Well, I'm going to walk right out of this valley. Bye.
Bye. 
We've got a, a hope that is out of this world. Thank God. He said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope thou in God. Our hope is not in this world. It's in Him. He knows our down sittings, our uprisings. He even sees our thoughts afar off. And so he told us not to be weary. Well, then, keep doing what's right. God will see you to it every time. Every time. Thank God. Keep praying for these 